Hello and welcome to The Shana Show. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and mindset coach. I'm on a mission to help you live a nourished life on every single level. This podcast dives into the world of holistic health and personal development. Here, I combine practical knowledge and tools with the science of behavior change to help you embody your best self. It's my aim that this podcast inspires you and provides you with the resources to live the life of your dreams. So if you're ready to become your happiest and healthiest self, you are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. This week on the podcast, I have an incredible guest, a beautiful friend of mine, Crystal Angwin, who is a self-love and embodiment coach. And Crystal has a whole plethora of tools in her toolkit. She's a breathwork facilitator. She facilitates such beautiful ceremonies and really grounds you into connection with yourself and your body. I've had the pleasure of being facilitated through a couple of Crystal's things, some breathwork journeys, some other embodiment practices, and I'm just mind blown by her work and what she's doing for the world. And she has the most inspirational story, which I'm so excited to <laughs> dive into today and even probably hear more than I've ever heard before. But what I do know about her journey is just absolutely mind blowing and seeing how far you've come, Crystal, is just so inspirational. So I'm excited to be able to bring this to the listeners so that you can inspire them with all of your wisdom and just the embodiment that you hold in yourself and who you are as a person. So thank you, first of all, for being here and joining me in this epic conversation, which I know already, just like our friendship and our conversations are so epic. So I know this podcast episode is just going to be exactly what it needs to be. Oh yeah, it definitely will be. And I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And what an intro. I feel like my heart just exploded with love. So thanks for having me here. You're so welcome. I'd really love to dive in by talking about how did you first even get introduced into the self-love and body love and embodiment space? (laughs) Well, I wasn't really introduced to it. Um, I ended up after entering into a bodybuilding competition, losing 45 kilos, standing on stage, the tiniest I've ever been, realized. I still hated myself I still wasn't confident and it didn't change a thing about how I felt about myself and post-competition I ended up stacking on all the load uh, all the weight that I had lost and more and becoming the heaviest I'd ever been and then I realized well losing weight wasn't the answer so what is and then I started uh, delving into mindset at the time and it wasn't until I reached a Reiki master's retreat and in that Reiki master's retreat I was looking in the mirror and as I was looking in the mirror at myself and my body I just said to myself, if hating myself got me here, what would loving myself look like? Mm. And I was like, just, it was like, well, I hate myself. So what's the opposite of that? Love. And so no one really spoke about it. Maybe it might've been like here or there, but it wasn't until that moment that it really landed for me that I'd spent my entire life hating myself and Mm. I knew where that was going to lead me. And I was willing to try to learn to love myself and my body, um, no matter what shape or size it was, so that I could really experience what it's like to come from that place rather than a place of hatred yeah Mm. that is so big and so powerful yeah and I really want to like touch on what you said about going into that bodybuilding competition losing all that weight being in the best shape and I say that in quotation marks because like there is no like subjective best shape or worst shape it's like whatever we desire to look like and we can be happy at any shape or size as you said yeah 
But being on that stage and still feeling unhappy and having that realisation that it wasn't actually about the weight, can you tell us a little bit more about that experience? Because I think Mm. so many people come to health and come to weight loss and that journey because they're trying to change the way they feel internally, not realising that actually you can do it the other way around. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. This is a big journey for me. But um, yeah, I... I realized when I went into the shops to put on different sizes because none of my clothes would fit me and when I was in the change rooms I was crying again because I still hated my body. I still looked in the mirror in disgust. I still wanted to cover up my body. I was still picking on all the fat parts of my body and wishing that they were thinner or fitter or whatever and I just felt like I couldn't escape from that and just my relationship with food and binge eating was very very um, heavy and I just wanted that all to end and I thought that losing weight would be the freedom but it actually sent me into a big spiral of more self-hatred and just realizing that even though I was losing weight I didn't change how I felt you know when I lost 20 kilos people were like you know how do you feel congratulations I was like I feel no different I still yeah. hate myself I still pick on my body nothing mm. has changed yeah and then when everyone was like wow you look amazing and I even remember the morning of comp prep and they were doing my hair and makeup and they were celebrating me and I just felt empty mm. I remember just wishing that the day would go fast so that I could eat all the blocks of chocolate that I had stashed in my drawer yeah. so I could just get it over and done with because I still felt all of the um, feelings that I had hoped would change from me changing my body but I literally didn't feel like I changed my body at all it didn't change how I felt and mm. then I just was like well that's when I went into a binge eating spiral because I was like it doesn't matter anymore I don't care about training I don't care about eating whatever I'm just gonna go all in because um, what I thought was going to be the solution wasn't it and mm. losing 45 kilos changed nothing I felt yeah. no different mm. Yeah, it's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that so beautifully and vulnerably because, yeah, I know there have been phases in my life where I've kind of hated how I looked and so deeply wanted to change myself too and tried to look to the externals. But when we can actually Mm. come back to what you said, you found the mindset work Mm. and the embodiment work, that's where the real stuff starts to change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about when you did stumble across the mindset and the embodiment work and where you went from there. Mm. Well, uh, the self-love journey started off with a lot of mindsets stuff you know um how it does and just kind of like flipping it into a positive and or reframing it and that was really powerful for me um Mm -hmm. it kind of gave me more confidence and just realizing that I can break free from the limitations that I placed on myself and I can face my fears and stop hiding because I was always hiding and and feeling really scared of going after my dreams or being seen or having my body be seen. Uh, I had a lot of anxiety. I was, um, you know, in and out of depression where I just couldn't get out of bed. There was piles of clothes on the floor. Um, I basically just survived. And so when I started doing the mindset work, it really just gave me that power back to be like, I'm the creator. Like I'm the creator and I created this and I can start to change that. So it kind of gave me that, um, power back of like I'm in the driver's seat of my life instead of just being in the back of back seat of the car and just going like oh my god this is like a car accident waiting to happen it's like actually no it's okay like no matter what I go through like I'm the creator I'll get through it and um that power was like the first thing for me um the embodiment work 
was kind of along the way in different pieces, but it wasn't really until like later on that that came through. Um, So a lot of the heady stuff and the way I treated myself and speaking to myself like a best friend, that Mm -hmm. started to change, like looking at myself in the mirror, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at my body and being able to touch my body and, and lovingly endure and respect my body and change it to a perspective of um, celebration and moving my body because I enjoy it rather than from punishment or needing to lose weight and eating food for the love of it and what makes me feel good and alive and what is, you know, doesn't make me feel good or alive. And mm-hmm. yeah, just changing those mindset things were powerful. And then the embodiment healing was like all the deep trauma work and my relationship with myself and um, my self-worth. And I mean, like this, this, we're going, we're talking about nine years of doing work wow. here. So this is a really quick overview, but yeah. um yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like how do you summarize nine years of work and yeah, yeah deep deep embodiment and mindset and yeah. self-love and all that you've done mm. into like an intro in a podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> possible. yeah Doing well though thank you thank you I think like the one point that stands out for me was wanting to wear a bikini and feel confident and yeah. I realized that I had placed conditions on myself my entire life which was where the mindset piece came in and I was like instead of waiting till I'm a certain shape or size to access my confidence I'm gonna do it now Mm. and when I did that and I wore a bikini for the first time in public um in terms of like at at my biggest size Mm -hmm. it set me free like it liberated me I felt free and connected and happy and from that moment I found love for myself at the heaviest I'd ever been and Mm -hmm. then it just disproved everything I was like oh my god I feel this deep love for myself and deep freedom and confidence that I didn't think was accessible Mm -hmm. at the heaviest size I'd ever been Um, but it was and I was just like well that was the answer because you know it didn't matter what shape or size I was if I didn't change how I felt about myself it it was never going to change you know my changing external doesn't change the internal totally yeah and how long ago was that when you wore that bikini out at your heaviest and really like made such a big I feel like that's a big milestone in your journey Um, do you remember roughly how long ago that was oh yeah I reckon that was like 2018 oh no 2017 sorry yeah 2017 okay yeah beautiful long time ago yeah um oh and then before that it was like little mile steps yeah it worked my way up to it and then there was like nude like a nude beach thing that I did and that was amazing going nude and like feeling liberated and (laughs) so liberating yeah it is so liberating so yeah like little mini steps like that yeah beautiful and since that kind of like pinnacle milestone moment we just mentioned yeah obviously so much more has continued to unfold and (laughs) yeah you're far from your heaviest now and you've done that without even trying or focusing on weight loss tell us a little bit about that okay yeah that's a big big uh, topic because for me I always thought the weight loss was hard and Mm. I you know found love for myself and freedom um and just happiness and joy and confidence at the heaviest I'd ever been. So yeah. to me, there was no attachment to weight loss anymore. There was just freedom. And mm-hmm. I could, you know, I love pole dancing. And so I just did it for the love of it. And I loved going in like hikes and nature walks. And um, yeah, and then just the way that I treated myself and my body and loving and adoring myself and treating it like the temple that it is. It just, it became more of a devotion to myself and my body than a, you know, needing things to change. And so the freedom actually came from me lovingly adoring all of me, no matter what happened. And then um, this very interesting thing happened where weight loss just melted. And uh, I can't remember 
how much it was now, but like I know that it's probably around 50 kilos that I've lost without any effort, like zero focus, zero thought. I'm talking the least amount I've ever trained in my life. Yeah. And like I don't diet. I have no anxiety around food. I eat what I want when I want. You know, I yeah. just go and I've done that the whole time and it's just melted away with no effort and for me in the past like weight loss was so hard it was always fluctuating I was always weighing myself I was obsessed it was just all I could think about and the moment I just found freedom from that was the moment everything changed you know found found love for myself I just didn't care anymore I was like this is me and I'm enjoying my life and I'm gonna live my best life and that's what is truly important to me. So, mm. yeah, that was the biggest gift that, you know, I'd ever given myself was self-love. Yeah, it's amazing. And I feel like your relationship with food is such a beautiful, inspiring one. I love Thanks. the way you're willing to eat what you want. And, like, if you're yep. having something that's, like, a sweet or something that, like, might be a bit more processed or whatever, yes. it's like you eat it and you enjoy it. But also if you don't like it, you stop. Like yes. one thing I notice with a lot of us, and I've been there at times in my journey as well, where yeah. I've, I'll be restricting myself or I will have restricted myself. And therefore when I ate something, let's use a quotation marks, unhealthy, yes. then I would be like, oh no, I have to eat it because this is my opportunity to yes. eat it. Even if I hated yes. it or, I'd, or yes. I wanted to stop. <laughs> yes. But like seeing you be able to be like, yeah, cool. I've had a little bit of this cake and I feel good. Like I'm complete now. And yeah. know that there's no food scarcity. It's like, if you want some more cake later, you can have some more cake later. If you don't, if you want a salad instead, you can have that. Like it's yeah. just so freeing. Yes. Um, and I really love seeing that in you as well. And it's something that I really love supporting people in reaching that kind of pinnacle where it's like, we don't have to obsess about always only eating the best foods obviously we want to focus on healthy foods majority of the time but we can totally have the other things too and you're such a testament too for even being able to do that while on a weight loss journey and not even really on a weight loss journey because you weren't even trying (laughs) but it's naturally been a weight loss journey and just being part of what's happened yeah so what would your advice be for people who are feeling a bit more restrictive around different foods and are a bit more like um in the diet loops that we can get ourselves stuck in Well, I've just felt a lot of emotion hearing that reflected back because, you know, for me, I remember food was the like looking in the mirror and looking at my body was hard. But because food was a constant daily thing, you know, I had to eat food. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I couldn't really avoid that. I could avoid the mirror to a degree, um, but couldn't avoid food. And so, you know, for me going back in my memory, like – I remember crying because I had found myself like overeating to the point where it was very painful. Like I remember having a lot of like guilt and shame and disgust in myself. Mm-hmm. And I remember wishing that, you know, it would change mm-hmm. and I would have given anything um, for that to change. Yeah. And I honestly didn't think it was going to. Mm-hmm. And then because now it has without – you know, really any focus. I mean, it's been a bit of a journey at the beginning, but it's so effortless for me now. Like, and just the way that you described it, I was just like, yeah, that is me. Like, I just do what I want if I eat the cake or not. And I don't even think about it. And so I've forgotten that that's how I show up. And and I've forgotten that I, you know, used to wish to not be, I guess, like in my mind, plagued by food anxiety. And um, yeah, yeah, it's just... It just really hit me in that moment how much um, how much this work means to me because a lot of things have changed without any effort. 
I mean, it's been an effort in terms of meeting myself in the the depth of healing, but um, you know, the other things that I really was um, feeling consumed by changed without, yeah, without any effort, and the food being one of them, where I just get to enjoy it and feel free and do what I want. So yeah, honoring yeah. you for how far you have come, and yeah, the beautiful inspiration you are to all that are around you. Because I'm sure if I've noticed it, other people notice it too. So thank you, thank you for sharing those codes with us all. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for the reflection. Yeah, it's you're nice welcome. to receive. It's like. Yeah, it's been a journey. Yeah, absolutely. And do you feel like your relationship to yourself and having such a deep connection to your needs and mm. desires and just being really in touch with your body has helped with that? Because oh, you yeah. do know when to stop because you actually are tuning in. Whereas yes. like often we, we can be more in our head and be like, I'm just going to keep eating. Yes. But we're not actually listening to what our body wants. Yes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, that's definitely a huge key for me is like yeah. being in tune with my body. And mm. that came from lovingly adoring my body, seeing as a temple, as like a vehicle that I experience life with. But mm-hmm. it's not just a vehicle that I just trash and like treat like um, a piece of shit. Like I adore it. It's, it's my body. It's my vehicle. I get yeah. to explore and experience life through it. So, you know, to me that becomes – just a part and parcel with it I want to take care of it I want to I want to be able to feel that freedom to run skip jump play be a big kid and eat whatever I want and live life to the fullest and that's the highest value for me and just living life how I want to live it and yeah being able to do that through this body is such a gift and to have health is such a gift so Mm. yeah like being in tune with it was a huge piece in um, shifting the relationship with food as being like connected to my body yeah Mm. beautiful and do you have any tips for how people can be more connected to their body depending wherever they are on their journey just something that helped you really drop in and develop that connection obviously you mentioned changing the way you look at it and Mm -hmm. adoring it yeah but are there any actual like practices or even something as simple as taking a few breaths and connecting into your body or noticing sensations like is there anything that kind of comes to mind well I think you you definitely listed (laughs) a few there (laughs) (laughs) answering questions for you yeah yeah Yeah, that's great I mean we're on the same wavelength so I'm sure we're gonna have similar answers if not the exact same so um I mean like for me at the beginning of my journey it was in tuning into what emotions were present in me when I was um feeling the need to eat more like it was just an insatiable hunger where just nothing was enough Mm. and I just like I'd finish something and I'd be hungry again or I'd be thinking about my next meal or I'd be like you know, dreaming about my meal the next day or, and I was very controlling around food. Like, Mm. you know, if it wasn't what I wanted, I didn't want it and it needed to be exactly what I wanted. Otherwise I'd have like a mental breakdown. So, you know, for me, um, actually tuning in when that sensation was coming up and really being with the emotion Mm. and, uh, in that moment, taking that time to take a breath and, to treat myself like a best friend. So what that would would have looked like and do, does uh, at the start of the journey it was, it was just like, it's okay. Like I just accepted the part of me that wanted to binge, that wanted to um, just consume everything in sight and just accept myself in that behavior rather than blame or shame myself in that behavior or try and change it immediately because, because uh, actually, yeah, because I was trying to change the behavior, it caused it to come out more. And then I would put a lot of pressure on myself in those moments. So I wasn't able to be in tune with my body. I was too busy feeling overwhelmed and consumed and anxious. And so, you know, to try and 
come down to ground or presence just wasn't going to work for me. So like it was the acceptance, like Mm. the deep acceptance, which is where the self-love comes in of loving myself in my mess or Mm. in my chaos or in my behavior rather than needing to change. And that's why the self-love journey is something that I believe in wholeheartedly because weaving that love into myself in every single area, whether it's like something I want to change or something I want to move through or heal, you know, I don't negate that or, or blame that or shame that. I love on that. Um, mm. And learning to love on that is like by saying it's okay. And yeah. that's the bridge, you know. It doesn't have to be like straight away love. It can just be like it's okay that I'm um, displaying this behaviour right now. Can mm. I just give myself, you know, it's okay. You know, I'm here with, with myself. Take a couple of breaths, you know, pause. Mm. If I eat the rest of this food, that's okay. If I don't, that's okay too. Like there's no attachment to me doing absolutely anything right now. And then from there I built upon it. So it was more of like the bridge. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I'd suggest for others is to start with just it's okay. Like whatever behaviour you are displaying, it's okay. You don't have Mm. to run from it. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to shame yourself for it. The behaviour is protecting you or helping you or supporting you in some way. And if you can acknowledge that and give yourself that love or that compassion or that kindness in that moment, you will soften and most likely you'll start to bring through the emotion that is present. And with that emotion, you can hold yourself and move through it and, you know, kind of goes into a whole nother topic. But Yeah. um, yeah, that's where I would start. Yeah, beautiful. I'm so glad you brought that into it. And yeah, that compassion is such a big piece, especially moving towards love. So yeah, and removing the shame, the stigma, the judgment, the guilt, Mm. like, because then we just get in that cycle. Like if we're emotional eating, and then we're feeling guilty about it, we're shaming ourselves about it, we're adding to the discomfort and the uncomfortable emotions that we're trying to escape. Yes. And therefore, it sends us in that spiral. So being able to just step back and be like, it's okay that I'm doing this. It's okay. Like I'm still like, it doesn't mean anything about us as a person yeah like we're still just as amazing just as valuable just as lovable like all of that regardless of that behavior like yes it literally means nothing yes it's just like you said that protection and that's such a big piece and yeah I'm glad you brought that in because that can really help us understand that our body is just trying to protect us oh yeah Yeah. like all the time it's our biggest best friend and deepest lover yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, and like one of my mentors uh, one of her quotes that I absolutely adore is like Um, loving kindness opens doors that brute force could never Mm. and for me my life changed because of loving kindness not brute force I tried brute force the first time (laughs) (laughs) I knew where that led yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then um loving kindness was what opened the doors for being and living the life of my dreams really you know Mm. and being able to show up for myself and love myself no matter what and Yeah. yeah Yeah, super mm. powerful. And speaking of protection, yes, weight itself can often be a form of protection yes. that our body is like, yeah, it's trying to protect us. It's creating like this padding for us. Yes. As you continue to like go deeper in yourself and process trauma and all of the things that you came against, yeah, is that what you would link to the weight naturally coming off? Like as you felt safer and safer in your body and in yourself? Yeah, I, you know, that can be definitely directly correlated because – I didn't feel safe to be seen like Mm. all I would avoid shops I'd avoid social settings I would avoid if I was going to a party I would quickly go to the corner or make sure I was wearing baggier clothes or just trying to hide and when I found love for myself I literally was you know in the bikini and like basically naked and all those things and it was like literally stripping bare and being like here I am (laughs) (laughs) you know this is me and Mm. that is the gift that I gave myself and from that it was like the safety of me being seen 
seen, no matter what shape or size, no matter what I was wearing. You know, I went through a journey where I felt like I always had to wear makeup. And then when I started this self-love journey, I was like, oh, I'm going to explore going out, you know, with no makeup. And then I started not doing anything with my hair. And I went out like, you know, in my pajamas and in like my hair, just bed hair and like taggy, daggy clothes and all that. And I was like, I'm just going to let myself be seen in my just meh, you know, whatever it was. And I realized in those moments, no one cares. And if they do, it doesn't matter because that's for them. And that's not about you. No. (laughs) And, um, and also like, I just realized in that moment, how happy it made me to just have that freedom to show up how, however I was and Mm. to be authentically me in that moment. If I wanted to go out in like messy hair or no makeup, I could, whereas before I literally would not leave the house unless I had makeup on my hair done, nice clothes. And if I couldn't do that, then I would refuse to go to the shops or I would refuse to be seen so you know that for me was another gift was just being like okay I'm being seen and that's creating such a safety within me to be like doesn't matter what I look like doesn't matter how I show up doesn't matter if I fall down doesn't matter if I get it wrong or if I whatever it may be I'm still going to show up and Mm. and that internal safety created this like strength within me to keep going for what it is that I wanted to create in life which was solo traveling and you know being able to speak on stages and run retreats and work workshops and you know um all the things that I do with my work now like you know that was all scary to me but when I created safety with that that created more of that internal safety to hold myself and a lot of it also like I met within myself was stemmed back to sexual trauma and because of that sexual trauma it was like I didn't want to be seen or as desirable because Mm -hmm. I actually felt like it was a threat so you know that was also another um layer that I met in the journey as well and from that Mm -hmm. like creating that safety and healing the past trauma with that gave me the freedom to know that I've got myself and can protect myself no matter what threat may come my way and um, that I don't need to keep hiding myself and I don't need to keep protecting myself anymore because I'm safe now and that internal creation of safety has been one of the biggest gifts yeah absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> honoring you for all the thank work you. you put into that to get to where you are and yeah it's thank you so inspiring thank you yeah <laughs> I'm just like where do we take this, this, is, this is, <laughs> the juiciness yeah, so wherever juicy, we want to so go so, yeah like there's 10 questions I could ask you right now <laughs> which one do we want to go with all 10 <laughs> yeah oh gosh yeah let's talk about When it comes to unpacking all of that, yeah, how did you navigate that? Like, did you do that alone? Did you do that with the support of people? Did you do it as a mix? Like, you've obviously done a lot of your own personal development and you're really good at being able to coach yourself through things. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the different ways you've navigated the last nine or so <laughs> years. <laughs> well, um, hmm, so... A lot of it has been through different coaching modalities and learning like NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis, and then like going into like coaching modalities and um, weaving in different things like Reiki and healing and then going into breath work and, you know, that was powerful and then embodiment work and somatic work. And then what I found over the years was each time I'd learn something, I'd apply it or try it in different ways. And 
or put it through a unique lens of like, okay, you know, my direction and my intention is self-love. So how can I weave or meet myself in that place with this modality or this tool? Um, and how can I apply that to love myself and like my body as it is right now? So yeah. that was like really learning how to apply that. And there wasn't really a roadmap for it. So when I first started doing self-love, like a lot of my ads were like not accepted because it was showing too much skin mm-hmm. and AKA like it was me in a bikini and mm-hmm. I would put a bikini photo of um, like a model up and they'd approve it straight away. And so I like fought that back and I was like, hey, like you said this ad has got too much skin. It's just me and actually I'm showing less skin than the other girl because she's got like a string or tee bikini and I've got like a high-waisted bikini. So can you explain to me why this is not accepted? And I had quite a few little arguments with Facebook at the time. Um, And so like self-love wasn't really talked about when I was, you know, inviting that into the concept or bringing it into my coaching or talking about it. Um, it, There was no roadmap. So like I just Mm. tried different things along with all the other modalities. Some people spoke about, some mentors spoke about self-love. You know, it hasn't really been until the last like four or five years even, um, maybe, yeah, around five years with the body positive movement, which is amazing. I don't feel like I'm the only one like harping onto Facebook, like I proved this ad, guys. God damn, you know, there's lots of models and things out there with like diversity, which is empowering. But, you know, the, the for me and where I was at, there was no roadmap. So it was just literally a trial and error. Like, and it wasn't error, it was just redirection. So, yeah, um, yeah that can kind of answer the question, hopefully. Yeah, so many different <laughs> yeah. modalities and things that you've kind of like encompassed and learnt and yeah, people you would have worked with and yourself and like, yeah, that's huge, yeah. huge journey and cool to see the way you have wove all those tools together for Thank that you. specific purpose. Yeah. How did you navigate that with one thing I notice about the personal development world and all of these tools, all these modalities, all of this talk of healing and fixing and all that. Yeah. How did you navigate that f- while still staying solid in that place of wanting to love on yourself? Because one trap I find people can fall into, myself included in that yeah. in the past, is that we kind of turn to personal development to change ourselves. So again, it's not coming from that place of the love. It's like, oh, when I'm different, when I've healed that pattern or that shadow or this particular thing that's showing up or that trauma, then I'll feel good. Then I'll be a better person. Yeah. How did you kind of negate that and keep sticking to I'm doing this because I love myself? Yeah, well, (laughs) there was a lesson in that because the reason I went into personal development to begin with was to fix myself and to to finally be healed so Mm. that I could like the same intention around weight loss, finally be free. And so like with the self-love, I actually realized when I hit like a roadblock with that before I felt felt the love for myself Mm -hmm. was because it was coming at it from this place of control to try and like get to this place of self-love. And I realized that it was actually in being okay in the self-hatred and that not being a bad thing that I could love on the hatred and see the the fullness of it or see it like the inner child or see it as like this part of me that just wants the love. And that's where it was like, oh, like it's just a way of interacting with myself in a day to day life it's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and how I love on myself how I treat myself how I speak to myself so I I just kind of separated this whole thing of like healing as like getting to an end destination and just started to be like this is a lifestyle this is how I want to show up this is how I want to interact with myself and I can choose to delve into healing parts I I can choose not to because I'm enough just as I am and Mm. that took time to kind of land in like it was a big control piece for me because I did enter into the healing journey to fix myself and Mm. 
because of that, there was just meeting the the layers that were trying to reach the end result and realizing that there is no end result. It's it's life, mm. and and also just surrendering and being like, it doesn't matter what happens like I'm willing to go the whole road and back again which aka yeah. to me means I'm willing to go the whole road and back again in life in my life and do it again and again and again and again so then therefore uh, there was no rush in me anymore I mm. like there was more of a presence like I'm here to live my life I'm here to experience my life I'm here to love on myself in moment to moment and learn how to do that if if there's a feeling that comes up and I'm not feeling loving towards myself or or that part that's okay and then I can learn to and that's an opportunity if I choose to to. so rather than it being like a force or a rush it's it's a ha huh, like this is my life and I get to love on myself every step of the way and learn how to do that and learn how to weave that in and if I don't right, right away that's beautiful because you know life gets to be chaos and messy and yeah. you know gets to be met in self-hatred and self-loathing and self-doubt because they're also a part of life too so mm. I start to see the whole of life as a blessing and a gift rather than only wanting to be in the expansion of life yeah mm. that's so beautiful Thank yeah, you. thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and you touched on the control piece, which yes. is really interesting because something I've really noticed is that when people feel out of control in their life, they'll often control what they feel like they can control. Like, for yes. example, it might be food. And for you, yep. that may have showed up in the way that you did the bodybuilding course. Yes, it And did. went into like hardcore control of like, I can only eat this. I need <laughs> to do this many workouts a week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you feel like that kind of shifted to control through the personal development work temporarily when you were trying yes. to control um and like make yourself love yourself rather yes. than just being like, it's okay that I don't love myself right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. How do you feel like you navigated that and like started to release the control? Um, I think it was learning to see myself as not a project that needs to be fixed. Mm. Like learning to see me in this moment as beauty, like as a gift, yeah. as um, Hmm. learning to to really just appreciate my life and feel grateful for my life no matter what it was or going on or what I was feeling or what was happening in my life to feel that gratitude and feel the joy and to be present with myself and life and you know that to me started to let go of the attachment and control because Mm -hmm. I wasn't waiting to live my life at the other side of healing or live my life on the other side of fixing myself it was like Mm -hmm. I'm actually here to live my life right fucking now yeah (laughs) yeah and and so I just gave myself permission to do that and let go Mm -hmm. of the control because I was only trying to control because I was trying to rush to end results so I could live my life to the fullest yeah and really like I wasn't living my life now because I was too busy trying to reach somewhere I thought I needed to be in order to live my life to the fullest, mm-hmm. whereas I could live my life to the fullest now. Just like yes. I can access my confidence now, my self-love now, my freedom now, like it's all available to me. And so instead of being an end result, it was like it's here. Same yeah. as like self-love and for my body now, here, now, available, like no yeah. conditions. Yes. Yeah. Boom. Yes. And what advice would you give yourself back at the start of your journey? Like maybe it was even before the bodybuilding competition or as you were going through that process, what advice would you give yourself now, nine years later for like to send you in the right direction? Obviously you've ended up well and truly in the right direction, but if you could go back and give yourself like a few words or a few sentences, what do you feel that would be? Good question. Um, I'd actually probably go back to before the bodybuilding days, um, back to when I was a teenager and, you know, a young adult or a child and just tell myself, um, 
your body's not the problem and it never has been. It's an illusion. Creating a war with yourself is only from yourself to yourself and you're the creator. So mm. it's time to love yourself now. There's no permission needed. Just just give yourself permission to just do it now. No one else needs to approve of you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is really powerful. Mm. And I think that permission piece as well is we're so often looking for that external permission or validation and it's like it all can come from within right now. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like I just remember being like what's wrong with me and just attacking my body. Mm. There was never like looking back there was never anything wrong with my body. There still isn't. Um, yeah. I created the war. I created the tension. I created those those spaces um, and – it was all for protection and there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Like there was nothing ever wrong. So, mm. you know, I, I wouldn't change where it was um, and what happened. I was meant to go through that, to be able to be the voice for other teenagers that are feeling how I felt or young um, girls out there and to let them know that message now and to be able to be an example for self-love so that people can really see that it's – the biggest gift that you can ever give yourself. So yeah. that to me, you know, every day I'm grateful for that as, you know, any journey, it's always a gift and I'm just grateful that mine keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> in different ways. Yeah. And you've created that as the yes, creator. I have. <laughs> yeah. I have. I chose this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful for this creation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. And what would you say some of your favourite self-love practices are? Ooh, juicy. <laughs> ah, I love that question. Oh, Shana, that's great. Um, so some of my favourite self-love practices, oof, oh my gosh, uh, it just makes me feel so juicy. Um, so <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> um, I have this practice that I create have created um, through weaving different modalities together and I call it the self-love experience and essentially it, it just weaves in a lot of self-touch a lot of love some breath you know and uh it's a really devotional practice to the body and uh yeah it's it's, it's beautiful I've pulled it from many different mentors and wove it together into an experience and yeah it's essentially yeah it's just essentially being present with your body in a way of like dating it like yeah, <laughs> treasuring awesome. it adoring it meeting it in the pleasure of it and mm -hmm. yeah that's that's great and another practice that I love is mirror work mm, you know because yes. I could um I hated my reflection and one of the programs that I created was called Love Your Reflection and I'm excited that I'm writing a book, um, which at this time is also the same, you know, title, but we'll get there. Um, it might change. But the reason why mirror work to me is so powerful is because I couldn't even look at myself in the eyes. Like wow. I remember the first time someone said, hey, you know, as a practice, I gaze with yourself in the mirror and I couldn't do it. Mm. And... Now, when I look at myself in the mirror, like I can actually look into my eyes and feel love and yes. smile and and see the light within me or see the beauty within me. And there might be moments where I might lose that or get lost or feel consumed. But as soon as I look in the mirror, mm -hmm. as soon as I look in my eyes, I remember who I am. Mm. and that to me is a gift so you know mirror work helped me develop up that relationship with myself and to be able to look at my entire body yeah. and learn how to love what like what what my body looks like yeah. you know because that was a problem for me so mm. those two and and also just like um the journaling practice of like you know if I'm going through a hard time 
know, what would my best friend say to me? Mm. And or what would I say to my best friend? And yeah. then just remember, oh, okay, you know, if my best friend was struggling, I'd say this. And it's like I can give that to myself. So that was a powerful, powerful reminder of um, like another practice that gave me the gift of self-love. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of speaking to ourselves like our best friend, yeah. how would you recommend someone starts to become aware of the self-talk and mm. reshapes that to something like a best friend, not mm. a worst enemy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would say it would be bringing presence to the thoughts, just paying mm. attention. So whether that's pausing, taking a breath, whether it's right before you eat food, if that's something that you're working with or on, whether it's when you're looking in the mirror, like notice the thoughts, becoming a witness to the thoughts rather than believing that you are the thoughts it's just like these are thoughts are like clouds floating you know that they can come and pass through and you don't have to attach to any of them and then you can observe them and think of them as if like your best friend was saying them and then say like okay what would I say to them in response so it can cause a little bit of like, okay, um, distance between you and the thoughts just by being aware that thoughts are just, um, you know, vibrations are just energy and that we get to choose how we relate to them. So it's about yeah. like having that practice of like, um, like meditation, developing up an internal witness, which is like being able to witness your thoughts. Yeah. So that's done through uh, pausing, silence, just hearing the thoughts but not attaching to them you can write them down you can journal on them um you can voice note yourself say it out loud then hear it back and then go like okay this is my best friend calling me saying these thoughts okay what would I say in response and like those little practices are ways that you can kind of step out of the thoughts as being your entire identity and see them as thoughts and expressions from you to you so that you can start to weave the love in and meet them with that like love that you would like a best friend mm, beautiful I love mm. those tips thanks yeah you're <laughs> welcome thank you for sharing them with us you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure <laughs> yeah and so are there any like non-negotiables in your life like we've chatted about things like meditation is that one of like a non-negotiable or is it dance is it simply oh, checking dance. in with yourself yeah <laughs> I was kind of like I feel like we need to bring dance in here somehow yeah <laughs> oh dance has been the greatest gift I remember when I started to dance out in public and I was so scared and then I was like meeting myself and I was like I love this stuff it because I stopped dancing as a kid because I went on stage and I thought everyone was laughing at me but they Mm. weren't um and then when I picked up dancing I was like I'm gonna lean into this fear and I just found freedom I found absolute freedom so to me dance is like non-negotiable dancing singing like they're a part of just our expression like our natural expression yeah and breath work so breath work dancing singing and um yeah just coming into that presence with self so whether that's in like creating like a 10 minute silent space or whether that is breath work or just creating space for stillness um yeah you know, there's there's a, a whole bunch of other things that I enjoy doing, but I just I just go through the flavors. Oh, and card pulling, like you know, it's a great yeah. way to connect into my intuition. So, yeah. um, yeah, like it depends on my mood. Like I go through yeah. different seasons. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have that and be able to tune into what you need in those yeah. moments. Exactly, <laughs> dances are consistent though. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And yeah. how did you get more comfortable moving your body and dancing? Ooh when like yeah you've gone from being more self-conscious and worrying people were worry were laughing at you to being able to just dance out in public how did you get there oh well um it's 
this uh, practice that your partner <laughs> invited yeah. into me yeah. um, back in the day, which he said, like, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasures you seek. Mm. So I wanted to be able to dance freely. That was my intention. Yeah. And so I needed to lean into my fear of being seen in that. And so I just remember going for a walk one day. And, I mean, like, dancing before that, I started doing dancing at different retreats and workshops. So I wasn't unfamiliar to it. I started to, like, let go of, like, the conditioning or the anxiety around how I move and that was beautiful that was liberating I started to develop up a relationship with movement mm. um so it had been a journey prior to this but yep. like the absolute freedom that I felt to just dance anytime I want whenever was when I was just going for a walk one day and I was just grooving to this song and I was like you know what I'm gonna record this I'm gonna share this on my Instagram this was like three years ago maybe four four um and like I was just I'm just gonna groove and like I was out in the park and there was people around and I just felt all this anxiousness and control come through and I was like it's okay just like everything else I've done before 30 seconds of courage is all it takes to make a lifetime memory Mm -hmm. and it's never as scary as what I think and I've got myself and if you know I just start dancing I can just see what happens and so Again, the cave I feared to enter did hold the treasures I seeked because I just was so into the music and people actually were smiling or they waved or like, good on you or they're like, thanks for making my day or, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, there's like at that time there were some like people that like, what the hell is going on? But I just felt free, like regardless mm-hmm. of whether they praised me or that they were confused by me or they were <laughs> challenged by me, I was just feeling free. And that mm-hmm. to me was like... <laughs> that to me was like thank you um the 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 gift was like I was so into myself and the song Mm. that it really didn't matter what yeah what anyone was doing or saying around me and then I just kept doing it again and again and again and again and again and again again until now it's just natural yeah amazing yeah thanks it's the same thing with any personal development thing whenever you fear meet it do it. It's never as bad as what you think it is. You're more capable than what you give yourself credit. And the more times you do it, the more you build up that relationship with the new way of showing up and it can feel so easy and natural and effortless. Um, so yeah, like no matter what it is, whatever fear you have, um, feel the fear, do it anyway. Mm, love that advice. Yeah. Potent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for asking the questions. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> And if someone's just starting out on their self-love journey, yes. where's the best place to start? Mm. Well, I think that with anyone starting out on the self-love journey, it would be practicing being your best friend. Like mm. I'm just going to say that again. It's like, you know, being your best friend or treating yourself like your best friend or your lover or whatever it is that you desire to receive in your life. Like, a, you know, maybe it's an inner parent that's wise or, you know, loving or kind, whatever you want to frame it as. Actually starting to come at it from that lens of how do you want to treat yourself? How do you want to um, love on yourself? And if you could imagine that love that you give so effortlessly to others and if that was to be given to you, what would change in your life right now? Mm. And if that sparks something then do that 
mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, there's steps and there's journeys and there's healings and there's meeting, whatever it is, and you can do all of those. But the first, first step is where do you want to go with your self-love? Like in terms of how do you want to access and evoke that right now for yourself? Yep. And how do you give that to others so freely? And then imagine doing that to yourself, mm. whatever it is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So it's not really like a start here do that type thing I mean there's always programs and processes which we both have in our our offerings but Mm -hmm. it's like it's just just as simple as how do you want to show up for yourself yeah Mm, start there yeah I had a really good question and now it's gone it's gonna (laughs) come to ask it it will come back if it was meant to come back oh yes I know what it is (laughs) so when it comes to supporting people with their self-love journey yes. and learning to love themselves and their body and their emotions and all that this human experience has to offer, what's the most fulfilling thing for you? What do you love most about doing this work? Mm, juicy question. Okay. Uh, What I love most is seeing people's inner light turn on. Mm. Like their inner beauty, their radiance, their confidence, them fully feeling alive. You know, just seeing that shift in someone's energy where they just get it or something clicks or they're just meeting themselves. Like it's a real honour. Like this, this work is so beautiful and potent and powerful and it, Every time I hold space for someone, it is a real honour to meet them there. Mm. Um, You know, it's the deepest, most intimate place with someone and I get to share that with them and I get to share the magic that gave me my life back. Mm. Witness that, help others too. Yeah. So that's the greatest gift for me is seeing what changed my life, continue to change that for others and give them the gift um, of self-love by just remembering that self-love is always there. Yeah, that's so special. Yeah, it is very special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just love it. I love, I do like really adore what I do. Mm, yeah, you're so good at it too. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and what else do you feel like you want to bring to this conversation before we do wrap it up today? Like, is there anything else we haven't covered that you'd really love to chat about or any like advice for people that are listening that even if it is really hard right now and it's difficult and you don't believe or can't see a way through whatever it is that you are currently experiencing mm-hmm. um to talk about it mm-hmm. to to talk about it to someone who is safe in your life to Um, If you don't know someone who's safe, there's spaces like what we hold, you know, there's spaces for women to gather and connect. And I know people who hold spaces for men to gather and connect. And, you know, I just really want everyone to know whoever's listening, no matter what you're going through, you know, vulnerability is key. Yeah. Um, And being vulnerable with what you're feeling is so liberating and learning to love on yourself and feel safe to be vulnerable is such a gift so just start talking start speaking about it for years I never spoke about my mental health you know when I was younger when I started speaking about my mental health and because I tried to commit suicide when I was younger um that to me was you know I didn't see a way through I thought I was dealt a shorthand in life and Mm -hmm. 
you know, because of that, I was like, there's no point to my existence. And because I was, I was only 15 at the time and I just never talked to anyone about it. And I never talked to anyone about what I was going through at all. I was always there with a smile on my face or maybe a bit withdrawn or quiet. Um, but I was really struggling mm. and like I'd struggled my pretty well entire childhood and teenage years and it wasn't until like becoming the heaviest before I started um my bodybuilding journey um it wasn't until that moment that things started to change for me because I literally didn't believe I was capable of anything and to to get out of how I was feeling and I thought I was going to be like that forever and I thought that I was stupid and ugly and that there was nothing to me and you know, that that was really heavy. And now I'm here in this place with beautiful friends, you know, going through a separation after 12 years, um, you know, and being engaged and meeting some really hard, heavy emotions and sensations. But because of not only the work that I've done and the self-love that I have for myself, I've been able to hold myself, but also receive support from people like yourself and everyone around me Um and it has helped me immensely. So, you know, talk about what you're going through, reach out. You may feel like people don't care or you may feel like people don't want to listen or that you're a burden or that you don't want to impact someone. But people fucking love you mm. and they want to be there to hear you and support you and hold you just like you would for them. And so just remember that and, and no matter what you're struggling with or going through, reach out, talk about it you know sign up to a program do a coaching container go to a sister's circle go to a breath work go to ecstatic dance go to a cacao ceremony find a community of people that are going to meet you where you want to be met and you will find it you just need to start to take those steps right now and just believe that you know you can just start to talk about it with the safest person or the next person that you feel drawn to um, and believe that you are going to get through it even if it's just one percent of a belief right now that you're going to get through it if you can just take that one percent and just go for it and just try and keep expressing or finding ways through you will a hundred percent get through whatever you're going through no matter how hard or heavy it is right now yes or however long it has been like that you will get through it yeah so like so so true and so powerful Mm. so thank you for sharing that and I feel like that in itself is such an act of love yeah being able to be there for yourself and voice what's going on for you to other people it can feel so scary but it's the first step (laughs) in loving yourself and knowing that you deserve to be heard and be seen and be supported and be loved in all of the messiness and all of that and yeah you're such like a testament to this like you said you're going through such a big transition at the moment but Mm. you keep like showing up however you're feeling and just letting yourself be seen in any of that and I just love you so much like however you're showing up on the days you're happy on the days you're sad like it's such a gift to me to be able to see you and all that you're moving through and it feels so special to be able to show up the same with you that not have to put on that smile like you did when you were younger Mm -hmm. anymore like because I was the same I was always kind of like yeah putting on a smile and being like, yeah, everything is good and rosy in my life, even if I felt like absolute shit inside. Yeah. And just to be able to now be able to have someone that I'm able to have deep conversations with or share the things that are scaring me or the things that are um, like the things I'm feeling sad about or angry about or whatever it may be, like it's a real gift. So thank you for being that shining light in my life and many other people's lives. And thank you for imparting that beautiful wisdom on the listeners as well. 
Jana. You're so welcome. <laughs> yeah, I love you. <laughs> love and, you too. Um, I feel the exact same about you. Mm. I really do. I really receive that and I'm very grateful to share all of me with you and I'm also mm. grateful that you share all of uh, you with me too because yeah. I know that's a similar journey and that's why we do what we do. We yeah. help others um, find their voice, find themselves, be unapologetically them and to live freely how they want to. And yeah. that's that's the gift. That's why I fucking love what I do and I, I'm assuming yours is the same. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of what you do, how can people find you and what are the ways that they can work with you if they want to um, embark on their self-love journey with you? Beautiful. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. That's where I like to hang out. Yeah, so and it's dance. At, <laughs> yeah. It's at Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L dot Angwin, A-N-G-W-I-N. Um, and the ways that you can work with me is my 12-week rewild program, which is all about helping you become unapologetically yourself, healing through trauma, finding yourself and really letting that um, inner radiant shine through. Um, and on top of that, it's like really learning how to weave love into all parts of yourself. So it's amazing main thing um and then i have like other programs like art of body love which is a four-week program and embodied confidence which is a three-week program so if you just inbox me any of those then i can give you the link or let you know when the next round starts and can yeah hook you guys up with the journey because it's going to be beautiful and um they're they're creations that are very dear to my heart yeah beautiful thank you Thank you so much for being here today and thank you for sharing your story and your journey with us and sharing all of your like gems and pearls of wisdom. Like there was so much beautiful, profound knowledge and like advice in this episode. So thank you so much for sharing that with us today in this podcast episode. And it's been such a pleasure chatting to you and I'm sure that you will be back for a part two sometime too. <laughs> yes, there's many things we can have conversations yeah. over, but I'm excited for that. So thank you for yeah. having me, Shana. And um, I appreciate, appreciate you deeply. It's been a real um, blessing to be here with you. Yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I would love for you to leave me a review via the Apple Podcast app and let me know what you think. I'm always open to feedback and if you have any dream guests or topic requests, please feel free to send me a direct message or an email. If you know anyone else that this episode could benefit, I would be so grateful if you could share it with them. Together, we can help even more people live a nourished life. Your support means so much to me and I appreciate you being here.